0: Hey there, it's Andrea Seidel here. I hope you're doing as good as can be. I am the author of Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction, and I cannot tell you how many clients and how many people have just been you know, reaching out to me and direct messaging me and talking about it within the support group as well. This idea of, oh my gosh, I just need to know I'm not going crazy, and that breaks my heart because... I felt the same way when I was in the muck of everything of loving someone with an addiction. I often thought, am I going crazy here? Am I the one that's, you know, got a problem? And um, am I, you know, like I really started second guessing so many things about myself and it was really, really challenging. So I am here to to tell you that you are not going crazy, that there is a relationship between gaslighting and addiction. Now, I don't know if you've heard, but there is narcissistic, so it's it's alcoholism and drug-induced narcissism. And what goes along with narcissism is actually gaslighting. So there's a name for this tactic and it's a manipulative tactic that people use in relationship that basically mess with your sense of reality. So This is the podcast for you, especially if you've caught yourself like, oh my gosh, like and second guessing, you know, what you thought happened and people challenging you and, you know, and, and you just feel like you're, you're kind of, maybe you, you're kind of questioning your own, you know, sanity at some time. So this is the podcast for you. So do any of the following phrases sound familiar? You must be going crazy. That's not what happened. Or you don't know what you're talking about. Or you're imagining things. Or no need to be so sensitive. I'm only joking right? We've heard a lot of those. Um, so I just want to delve in. So if someone in your life is saying things like this to you, you may be experiencing what's called gaslighting. And, you know, maybe you're talking to someone and their version of the events, they seem totally and utterly different than yours. And this discrepancy, actually, it does happen a lot with everybody because our human memory is imperfect. And sometimes we remember things very different and that's normal. However, In more severe circumstances, people can toy with your memories. They can toy with your emotions that actually make you feel like you are going crazy. And that's what gaslighting is. So someone trying to gaslight you typically wants to confuse you. They want to confuse you in such a way that makes you doubt yourself and makes you more likely to go along with what it is that they want, to go along with what it is that they're saying. So gaslighting is not when somebody has a different opinion, though. That's really important. When someone just has a different opinion, that's that's different. So, for example, you can't accuse someone of gaslighting just because they have an opposing opinion. And so this is different. This is a severe manipulative tool that many people who struggle with addiction commonly use. And it seems... That it also shows up in a lot of abusive relationships as well. So it's mainly used as a power tactic to make people question their reality and become more, uh, you know, subserv- subservient. I can't say that word, um, and and make you you kind of go along with what it is that they're they're trying to to portray. So according to psychologists and many therapists, it's when someone messes with your sense of reality to manipulate you, causing you to distrust even yourself and to trust them instead. So does that sound familiar to you? So this term is coined actually from a film that came from 1944. I always wondered why do they call this gaslight and gaslighting? So that's where it comes from. It comes from this movie, this film where a man controls and tricks his wife into believing she is losing her mind. (laughs) So, uh, you know, things start going missing. She, you know, she hears footsteps coming from the attic and she sees the gaslights, um, dimming and brightening for no reason. So these tactics become they're really, really dramatic in this movie. And that's where gaslight comes from. It's because she saw the gaslight kind of going bright and then dim. And um, so this man basically tried to trick her into believing that she's losing her mind. So now, of course, these tactics are very dramatic in a film, but in a relationship, these signs can be more subtle. They don't have to be like absolutely crazy things. It starts off very subtly. So in many cases, if you're being gaslit, you probably won't notice it happening right away and you may not even notice that it's happening to you. So that is why I'm here to help you realize and help you maybe potentially see some examples of gaslighting in your life, especially when you love someone with an addiction. It is very common because as you can see, they're trying to change their reality so that that you're basically distressed yourself and you're more likely to to, to trust them or take what they're saying as true or um, change the focus onto you getting angry or frustrated so that they, they can take the attention off themselves. So all of that is very common. So let's go into some examples of gaslighting just so that you know, you know, you can keep an eye on it. So trivializing is one of the examples of what gaslighting is. So they have a tendency to minimize your feelings and they suggest your emotions don't matter or they accuse you of overreacting. I cannot tell you how many times that happened to me. Um, So trivializing is one of the examples. Another one is countering. So they question your memory. They make up new details and they deny something that actually did happen. They could, or they could deny something that happened. So they might make up new details or they can deny that something even, happened and they'll blame you for the situation instead. So that's countering. Another one is withholding. So they brush off your attempts to have a discussion about something or accuse you of trying to confuse them. They'll like, they'll flip it around. Um, Another one is called diversion. So when you bring up a concern about a certain behavior or their behavior, uh, they change the subject or they turn it back onto you by suggesting that you're making it up or that you're the crazy one or you're, you know, you're the one doing this, not them. Um, they'll make the argument potentially about you instead of about the subject that you even brought up. And that's called diversion. So another one is called forgetting or denying. So when you mention a specific event or you say something that they've said, they might say that they can't remember, or they tell you that that never happened. Um, so that's really about forgetting and denying. Um, and then they also d- discredit. So discrediting is another example of gaslighting. And they suggest, this suggests that other people, they can't remember things correctly. So basically discrediting is like saying you, you never remember situations, right? You get so confused and you make things up. That's discrediting what you're saying or what you're bringing up or what you have brought to the table. So you can see all these examples of gaslighting and, and, and and keep an eye out for them because when you have, when you're equipped with these tools of examples of gaslighting, you're more likely to see them. So, you know what, you might think you're too strong or your mind, um, you know, you to let somebody manipulate you in this way. But I have to say that, you know what, hopefully you're right. However, psychologists and therapists, they say that gaslighting is often done so slowly and, and on a regular basis that people actually don't realize that they're slowly becoming brainwashed. And so it's really important for us to take notice of how we're feeling, take notice of, um, what's going on for you. So Let's go into that. Let's really take notice to how you might be feeling because gaslighting leads to certain feelings or thoughts. So let's talk about that. So gaslighting often leads to you doubting or questioning yourself. So when you doubt or question yourself, you might be getting gaslit the reason we're bringing this up is because you might be getting gas, being gaslit and not realize that you are. So, do you find yourself doubting yourself or questioning, like, maybe I am overreacting? I remember saying that, like, maybe I am overreacting. We're, we're probably, he doesn't have a drug addiction. That's no, that's not, like, that, that he says he does and he's got this under control. Anyway, so, you know, so I started doubting and questioning myself as well. Another thing you can keep an eye on is. if you constantly are wondering whether you're being too sensitive and that is common when you are being gas lit. lit. Um, The other thing is you find yourself apologizing frequently. Another thing you might feel and do is you struggle with making decisions because you, you, you're, you're having troubles with the information. Another thing you might generally feel unhappy or confused or just not like your usual self. Oh my gosh, that was, my world uh, when I was in the thick of things, I was uh, doing my best. Let's just say that you know, putting on a brave face, but super confused, trying to like understand and be understanding, and researching things. And Google was my best friend, um, and just not feeling like yourself. So another thing is is avoiding. Um, you tend to avoid loved ones because you don't know how to explain what's going on. That's a huge one. So being gaslit um, has a tendency to. Make make you question um what is going on and it makes you question whether or not you you're the one that's kind of you know going, you know, I would say it's the cray cray, like you're the one going crazy. I feel like I'm going crazy. So it makes you less likely to reach out out of shame and maybe guilt or confusion. So everybody is different and everyone has different experiences. So generally controlling abusive and narcissistic people often follow the same patterns. And for this reason, there's several techniques that people can use that people do use who tend to gaslight. So here we go. We're going to go through some of the following things that will help you know when there is gaslighting going on. So there's techniques that people have a tendency to use when they're gaslighting others. Okay. So but before we go into that, let's think about what is the relationship between gaslighting and addiction. So it's no secret that people struggling with addiction, they their life is altered, right? They're not thinking in, in, in their normal ways. So the impact of that disease on their brain can cause them to behave in ways that you never thought they would, or you never thought they could, or that they would never do when they're sober. So many individuals that are struggling with addiction, they find themselves themselves lying, stealing, or directly harming their loved ones due to the addiction. And now you don't need me, if you're listening to this podcast, you don't need me to tell you that, uh, you know, loving someone with an addiction, it greatly impacts us and they're not themselves. So people who are struggling with addiction and many individuals that know someone with an addiction, they, they really do learn manipulative tools so that they can get their next fix, so that they can serve their addiction. So you can see how gaslighting is very common and very likely when you love someone with an addiction, so from the addicted person. So addiction and gaslighting, it's like a perfect match. Individuals that struggle with addiction, they typically know their actions are causing adverse effects. They know that their lives have become unmanageable and they know that their, their use is so important and becomes top priority. They also know that their loved ones will disapprove obviously of their actions. So they really do have to engage in behaviors such as lying, such as sneaking around, stealing just to maintain their addiction. So, you can see, so some really do create all these manipulation tactics in order to keep you from stopping their addiction. The number one thing is they do not want you to stop their addiction. So gaslighting is actually commonly used to sustain addicted behavior. It makes sense, right? So the bottom line becomes by understanding and recognizing gaslighting in your life, you can end this abusive behavior. Okay. So for example, the beginning of addiction may include a person hiding their habits, kind of sneaking around, acting suspiciously and, you know, lying to their loved ones. However, their loved ones will naturally become concerned over time because these actions, they begin to really become um, uh, unsettling. And what happens is, is we start to confront the person with the addiction more frequently and question things and stay on top of Them. So as this occurs, the person struggling, they may start to, you know, feel like they're they're overreacting, or or the person that is struggling with the addiction, they start using this gaslighting and manipulation tool, which really creates more and more problems because then you yourself, you feel like, oh my gosh, I am going crazy. And then you struggle to start talking to friends and family because you think that maybe you are overreacting. So You can see how this misinterpretation of certain situations. They really do end up creating uh, loneliness and 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 prevent isolation, preventing us from reaching out. So I encourage you that since individuals with addiction they may go to great lengths to maintain their habits. This manipulation can cause you to really doubt your perceived reality. They can really cause you to you know accept even alternative versions of the truth. So it becomes really imperative that. you you recognize this manipulative behavior and, and really know that you are not alone and that this is very common amongst people who have an addiction. So gaslighting is common in addiction because it allows the person to continue their behaviors without having the constant resistance from their loved ones. So you know what, we may not realize that they're gaslighting us until later, but causing it causes so much strain on us as individuals and on us mentally, emotionally, physically. So it becomes really crucial to, to recognize it and to tap into it. So the great news is Here are some signs to look out for. So we're going to talk about some of the signs to look out for, and then we're going to give you some strategies here um, so that you can better respond. So how to respond when you know you are being, or you think you're being gaslit. Okay, so let's jump into it. So here are some of the signs to look out for. Obviously, lies. A gas lighter's main objective is to confuse you. So because of this, they don't care whether their lies are blatant or obvious. So when you say something that is obviously that, uh, when they say something that's obviously untrue. They'll say it with a straight face. They'll even have proof that it's true and they will stick to their guns no matter what. So this is all a tactic to keep you off center and to make you question things. So eventually they will attempt to make you believe that everything they say is a reality or is the reality. So it could start with something as simple as, I didn't say that. So this is really important. So the more sure that you are, that they are wrong, the more frustrated that you get, the more angry you get. I remember thinking I would start fighting because I want to defend the truth and like to prove like, like I'm not, that didn't happen. Like what? Um, so it's really important to recognize the lies and to recognize that they might, it might be a really strong strategy for them to get you frustrated, to get you angry so that the the subject matter becomes about you and your bad, crazy behavior. Um, so the more that they, per, they basically persevere with these lies, you have a tendency to get more and more frustrated, right? And I know I did that too, but the idea here is to just recognize that there are going to be lies and that is the gaslighter's objective is to confuse you. All right, so the another sign is isolation. Abusive people like to use the people around them as weapons. So they basically will try to make you believe that you're worthless. So they may tell you things, you know, like actually your friends hate you or, you know, your brother thinks you're useless. So gaslighters are masters at manipulating and finding your insecurities and finding ways to make you feel like you, that people are against you, that you're alone, that you're isolated, that you have a problem. So gaslighters use this tactic because it makes them feel, it makes you feel actually like you have no one to turn to and that you need them more. So you keep them in their life so they can keep you around. And so that leads to more and more gaslighting. All right. And that's, that's basically what they're doing, right? Isolation gives them more control. So watch out for those lies. Watch out for a tendency towards isolation. Um, also another sign is positive reinforcement. This is where you feel crazy. Okay. So one of the most confusing and effective things that gaslighters do, um, is that they're nice to you. They give you moments and little glimmers of genuine love. So, you know, if, so basically if someone was just nasty to you and insulting to you a hundred percent of the time, it'd be so easy to figure out. You'd be like, yeah, I'm gone. See you later. However, with gaslighting, it's so confusing because sometimes people, they'll start gaslighting you, but then they always establish this wonderful relationship with you too, that make you believe that it's a really meaningful, loving relationship. So, you know, like I know with mine, I used to get the love letters. I'm so sorry. This is the last time I'm going to do it. I really want to be great for you. And you know, um, all these things. So so what you want to do so naturally the the abuse keeps going and going and going and you're not sure that it's happening and what's going on because you know one day they're charming and so remorseful and then the other day they're like like super mean and, and hostile and, and angry people. So this back and forth, they call it love bombing, which is a tactic, you know, giving you all kinds of affection that makes you feel like the luckiest person in the world. Like, oh, yay, the person that I fell in love with is back. And then that quickly is followed by, you know, discarding and devaluation and all these other stages of full of insulting you and, you know, all those things. And then you question like, oh my God, like, you, you, question yourself, like, should I stay? Cause you're getting little glimmers of hope. It makes perfect sense. You, it actually means that you're not crazy, but it makes you crazy and feel crazy. So the idea is that when they take this love and affection away, you'll almost do anything to get that power back, to get that love back. So sometimes you'll even blame yourself and then you'll, you'll, you'll question yourself and you'll compromise things. Um, and you'll do this over and over And over again, and you'll just want your partner back—that partner that you fell in love with before. Oh my gosh, it's so it's so familiar. I did that so many times. I can't even tell you. So gaslighters will throw in the odd compliment or a rare gift. They'll make you believe that it's the real them. However, they are angry at you, and or they're abusing you, and you know, and they'll they'll blame you or lie. So that's a huge one. Positive reinforcement. So. We're positively reinforced, that's what keeps us around so long. That's a tactic for them. Um, okay, so then another sign of gaslighting is projection. So if the gaslighter partner is a drug addict, that's what they will accuse you of being. If they're cheating on you, that's what they'll accuse you of. And they'll accuse you of being unfaithful. It's basically projecting what they're doing onto you. Um, So it's a distraction technique that actually helps them and keeps you on your toes, right? And and makes you feel like you should be defending yourself. And it actually sometimes picks a fight and then it makes it all about you. So they're basically picking a fight um, so that you're busy doing that and that way the gaslighter gets away with the behavior and gets away with whatever they want to get away with so you can see how projection is is um, a strategy all right the other sign is you're crazy just plain and simple that's why that we call this podcast you know you're not going crazy um, so one of the essential tactics that they use is um, they tell you that you're going crazy you're crazy. Um, so if someone else dismisses you, your point of view, they call you crazy. Um, you know, they say like, what is going on with you? Like you, you're crazy. Um, this is so dismissive and patronizing and it doesn't take your feelings into account. It it really makes you feel like you're not being heard. And it's, when they call you crazy, like it's, it's really, really devastating. And sometimes we start to question it ourselves. So they'll use this, your unstable kind of mentality, this idea, you know, so that you'll stop hanging out with people. You'll stop reaching out to family and friends. They'll have more control over you and they'll have more control over maintaining their addiction. So they'll tell you things like, look at you, no one likes you, or they'll dissuade you from hanging out with friends or they'll point out, you know, how bad you are as of a person. So the desired effect is that you're under this spell. So once you're worn down, the gaslighter basically can get away with anything they want. You become more agreeable, more controllable um, to everything that they say, and you will no longer question, you know, their lies and their manipulation as much And uh, you become very confused and disoriented and beaten down. And this makes me so sad because that was me. And that is what I, you know, when I talk with a lot of people, um, that's where they're at. And it's just really, really sad. Okay. So the great news here is think you're being gaslit, well, here's how we can respond, okay? So here are eight tips for responding and taking back your control. This is the best part. This is the part where we can take back control. And as you know, I'm all about empowering you um, and to take back your power and focus on you and finding that courage to focus on you. So here are the eight tips for responding and taking back your power. So first, make sure it's gaslighting. So true gaslighting develops into repeated patterns of manipulation. So the person gaslighting you generally wants you to doubt yourself and depend on their version of reality. So just make sure that it falls in line with everything we already talked about. Um, and then another uh, strategy is, um, take some space from the situation. So what happens is that anger, that frustration, that worry, that sadness, that fear, these feelings, they really can get the best of us and they're very completely valid But try not to let them guide your immediate reaction. And remaining calm can actually help you handle the situation more effectively. I know it's so hard, but just being armed with this strategy and armed with these tools today, I hope that you can really start practicing this. So you might want to deny what that person is trying to gaslight you about. Um, After all, it's probably completely untrue, but they may not back down. They might get more persistent. They might cause more distress and they might really encourage you to and keep, encourage, you're going to encourage them rather to keep manipulating you. So keeping calm also helps you focus on the truth and making less of an issue of this false version of events that they're trying to sway you about. And it really will help your confidence and help you have more faith in yourself. So this idea of creating and taking some space is really good for real time resilience. So you can go for a walk, you can take a deep breath, you can ground yourself, whatever that means for you you know, slowly count, um, focus on the beautiful people in your life that you really appreciate and that support you. You might repeat a really loving mantra about yourself. Um, just step outside even. So the idea here is to take some space when you are being gaslit so you can take back your control. Another thing you can do is collect evidence. I love this one. And I actually started taking pictures. I have this clock that shoots the top time onto the top of my ceiling in my bedroom. And it's like at nighttime, you can see the clock anyway, so you can see the time. So I started taking a picture of the time when he hadn't come home yet and, or hadn't messaged me just so I had the date in my phone. I wasn't going crazy. I'm like, well, this night you didn't come home and this night, like he hadn't heard from you at four 30 and you know, all these things I even, you know, I just documented Lots of the interactions, I started journaling, keeping track. So, collecting evidence is really important because that's going to help you. So, documenting your interactions with someone trying to gaslight you can help you keep track of what's really happening. So, when they deny a conversation or they, you know, or even that an event took place, you can go back and check the truth for yourself. So here are a few ideas for you. Save, some te- save or take screenshots of, you know, texts or emails, you know, that you need. Uh, take photos of any, any damaged properties or, you know, anything like that. Um, note dates and times of conversation. Summarize your conversations, you know, with direct quotes. I used to put them right in my, my journal. Um, when possible, um, and use your phone to record conversations if you need to. Right, so this uh, this can help you. Um, I remember I have a video of me walking into the kitchen. It was like six thirty a.m., and you know I walked into the garage and blaring music and just like still up all night long. And of course, you know be careful with that because you you don't want anyone to know that you're recording. But um, yeah, just. Bizarre behavior that you might really help you just for the purpose of yourself to collect evidence, you know, so um, so that it, it really can help. And, and by having proof, you can it can go a long way um, to restoring your peace of mind and supporting your emotional well being. So another strategy is to speak up about the behavior. So. Gaslighting works because it confuses you and shakes your confidence. So if you show that the behavior doesn't bother you, this is my favorite, the person trying to gaslight you might decide it's not worth the struggle. So you're just kind of like, you know, in addition to the lies and the misdirection, gaslighting often involves criticism and insults. So it's so hard to stay calm, but calling these out like calmly and politely, it's like, oh, is that how you see it? Because that's not how I see it. Um, it really shows them that you're you won't accept that behavior. And the idea here is don't be afraid to speak up in a calm manner. Um, that's not how I remember it. Like you know, calm things like that. So this is this is um, really important, right? It's really important, right? And um, asking if they make a joke or if they say something, you can just simply ask them to explain it as if you don't understand them. It's like, you know what? That doesn't make any sense. Can you, like, how did that happen? Like, how did, you, like, is it really, did it take like two hours to, or actually it's probably like five hours. Did it really, it takes five hours to get diesel? That seems like a long time to me. <laughs> anyway, so staying calm, but speaking up also for yourself is important and asking them to explain out, almost calling them on their their lie and their bluff. It helps them realize that their strategy is not going to work on you. The other thing is to remain confident in your version of events. So everyone's memory is a little different, of course, right? But remain strong in your version, right? You might wonder like, what if it did happen that way, the way that he said? So misremembering is actually quite common for small details, but... You know, like little little memories, like you know the color of someone's shirt or the, you know what was in the room. But your brain typically doesn't fabricate entire memories or entire events. So if you remember something clearly and flat out, you know it, there didn't the, the, it's a, a memory that you have. Um, basically, that's gaslighting. So refusing to argue is really important. You can protect yourself and maintain control over the situation. So just remaining confident in your version of the event without um, debating it. Right. So the other thing I love, and I, I'm not sure if it's in here, I think it might be, it might be one of the the later points here, but I, I, it's the gray stone technique. And it's basically you just sit there and you kind of act like a gray stone where you're like, uh-huh. hmm, Okay. Yeah. That's how you see it. Interesting. That's not how I remember it. It's just like not even giving them too much. That strategy worked well for me. I remember sitting there when um, he was trying to pick a fight with me and I just remember shaking my hand going, you know what, I I see what you're doing and I know that you would like to argue right now. I'm, I don't have it in me to argue. So if you need to leave, just leave. You don't have to have a fight with me to leave. <laughs> okay, so the other thing is... Um, to so another strategy is obviously focusing on self-care. Now, self-care is beyond just, you know, blow-drying your hair and painting your nails or bath balls in the in the, you know, bathtub. Taking care of your physical and your emotional needs is so important right now. It's not going to obviously address the gaslighting directly, But good self-care can help you, um, you know, improve your state of mind. It can really help you in many ways, especially when we're in that stress response so frequently when we love someone with an addiction. So just taking time for relaxation and wellness practices, they can really help improve your physical and your mental health. So helping you feel stronger and more capable to face the challenges of your daily life, really important. So some strategies to improve your well being is spend time with friends and family, super crucial. They're there to support you. They love you. They care for you. Pick those wonderful, beautiful people that, that are 100% there for you. Um, also seek out a support, right? Support groups are fantastic. We have a saving you is killing me. Um, loving someone with an addiction, so private support group on Facebook as well. Please join that. Join us where we have lots of support there and great people. Also incorporate positive self-talk into your daily life. For example, you know, you want to counteract the gaslighting tactics. You really, you want to build yourself up here, reminding yourself of your accomplishments, remind yourself of your strengths and really tap into that. You can practice daily affirmations. You m- can also make time for some hobbies and maybe try meditating or yoga practice. Keeping a journal is very helpful for sorting through emotions. Physical activity actually, believe it or not, can help you close the stress loop and prevent burnout. Physical activity can help you manage tension and distress and just really help move that emotion through your body. Exercise will help you sleep better too, and also it helps get, you know, worry, move worry through your body and, um, and help you help you sleep. So the other thing here too, is involving others. You might worry about talking with people because of, you know, the situation is, is quite dramatic. It's shameful sometimes. And, but you know what, no shame, you are going through a huge struggle and, reaching out is really important because dealing with someone and dealing with gaslighting, it is, you know, we need insight from other people. We need support from other people, people that we can trust and getting the input from others. I remember my one friend saying, Andrea, that's not normal. Just so you know, like that's not normal. So if you're you're feeling confused or Quote unquote crazy, or that you're losing your memory of things, it's great to talk with other people because they can be part of your accountability. And also, they'll hear what you're saying, they'll know where you're at. So, also seek professional support if you need to. Gaslighting can be very serious and even abusive and can affect us negatively in many, many ways. So, the fact that you are being gaslit. You know, it's really important because it can really give us a huge amount of emotional abuse and it can be very difficult to confront on our own so if you do feel isolated definitely reach out to a life coach a psych- psychiatrist psychologist psychotherapist anyone that can really really help you work through this so that's it you are not going crazy the rela- there is a huge relationship between gaslighting and addiction it is a super strong tactic of manipulation that people use to mess with your sense of reality so that they can have their addiction. So they can have their drug of choice and, or alcohol. So it is not you. You're not going crazy. I am here to tell you that firsthand. And I would love for you to, you know, reach out to us in any way possible, if you like, and, um, just honor yourself and give yourself lots of self-compassion here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. I know it was a super long episode, but I felt like we really needed to talk about this one and break it right down so that it could help us in many, many ways. Thanks, everybody. Sending hugs. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you want additional support, you can head on over to my website at AndreaSidel.com where we have a wonderful, supportive, compassionate community. We also have a private Facebook group and Instagram feed called Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction. Be sure to subscribe here so you get the latest episodes. And of course, share this with your community and your support groups or anyone going through this struggle so that we can all work together to take back our lives and restore joy. Thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but also week after week. I'm so grateful that I get to show up for you and share these episodes every single week so that we can go on this journey together. Until next week, sending hugs.